Hey everybody, this is Theophilus from TZ Coaching and you're listening to the Noble Father Podcast. Whether you're a dad that stays at home, works from home, or away from home, our roles are essential. To a son, it's an illustration of how life as a man is done, and to a daughter, an example of the type of man to look for in the future. But in either case, a noble father stands firm for what he believes, leads with his actions, and embodies a healthy balance of body, mind, and spirit. He pushes himself hardest and commands his time respectfully because he knows how precious the present is. Join me as we discover what it means to live as a noble father. Thank you for joining me for another episode of the Noble Father podcast. Today is March the 6th, uh, 2023. Two days ago was National Sons Day, and so uh, for those fathers out there who have sons, um, celebrate them and uh, appreciate them, right? Uh, they're a gift from God and uh, they're to be treasured. And so wherever you're at, whatever you're going through, know that you won't have them forever and uh, they're there for your enjoyment and for you to lead the way in their lives. Today's topic I'm going to be talking about, um, man, you know, these episodes are always about uh, what is coming up in life for me and patterns that I'm recognizing, and things that I'm seeing in my own life and, and, um, <clears throat> And, and that was certainly the case this week. Again, um, you know, the past two episodes I've been talking about the, um, you know, inverted U-curve by Malcolm Gladwell. And, and this morning as I was thinking about what to speak about on the podcast, um, it really I couldn't escape from that uh, topic. And interestingly enough, in my quiet time in, in, the, in the Bible and in the Word, uh, it really uh, came across a verse, uh, a couple of chapters that really talks about uh, this to an extent and um, you know I hope to share that a little bit today uh, some of the knowledge around it because um, you know this 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 applies to the I mean the inter- inverted u-curve really for us fathers um, you know what's really standing out for me is the application to work-life balance <clears throat> or just balance in general um, and you know my belief is that you know everything on this planet every single concept every single thing that we talk about every every topic everything is related back to god and and the source of it is that he is the source and it comes from him and so um you know where did where did this inverted u curve come from um and 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 why is it so fundamental to our growth and so fundamental to our being um you know can where i mean there's really no limit to where this can be applied to in our in our lives um as human beings <clears throat> so for those of you that don't know what the uh, inverted u curve is and i have to apologize for me clearing my throat there um you know i'm still kind of a little bit under the weather um, the inverted U-curve is a concept that um, Malcolm Gladwell came up with. I think he came up with it, um, inverted U-curve. I'm just going to look up the definition so you guys can, you know, hear what it is from a technical term. I'm, I'm going to butcher it um, by doing it. The inverted U-theory illustrates the relationship between pressure and performance. Also known as the Yerkes-Dodson law, it explains how to find the optimal level of positive pressure at which people perform at their best too much or too little pressure can lead to decreased performance so if you want to picture an oval um, and the sharpest edges are on you know on the uh, you know above or below uh, I don't know how to say that (laughs) Um, so if you take an oval and you make it stand on its sharpest end 
and you cut it in half, the top half will be kind of like an arch, right? Uh, so if you're if you're familiar with the arch in St. Louis, um, that is what the inverted U curve looks like. Now, if you plot that on a X and Y axis, you will see that um, the the sharpest point is at the very top, and it kind of comes back down, right? Um, and so, <clears throat> so to illustrate, um, you know. Um, anyways, Malcolm Gladwell's example in his book, um, David versus Goliath, is that on on one axis of the graph, you have uh, difficulty um, for parenting. So it can it goes from the bottom where it says it's hard to like difficult to easy. And on the y axis, I believe is the y axis, there's um, wealth and so if you have and on one side on the left side you have um poor to wealthy um and so you know so at the very bottom of at where the x and y axis meets you have difficulty and poor and so as that arch goes up it gets easier with more finance more finances right to the point where it hits an apex but then eventually it'll start to come back down and the um, difficulty starts to increase with more money that comes in. And so there's this optimum middle ground that's kind of in the middle where, I mean, he pinpointed and said it's like, you know, $75,000 a year is kind of like the optimum level where you can, um, you know, you should be, and it, it won't create additional difficulty problems with, you know, having too much money and whatnot. Um, now this is applicable because, um, right. If you don't have money, well, then work it, you know, then raising your children is going to be difficult, right? There's going to be that difficult barrier of getting over having too much money can present its own issues too, where your kids are spoiled and you can't teach them about life's, you know, struggles and, you know, just there's different struggles with, uh, different, you know, polar opposite ends. There's, there's a, this finite kind of middle ground that, um, where we should all kind of live. And this is really what I'm talking about when I talk about the inverted U curve. Um, you know, where, where can we apply this to life? Like, like even just think about it on a more basic level is like your, your heart rate can't stay at an elevated heart rate for too long. Your heart can't take that kind of pressure, that kind of work, and you, you need to have a resting heart rate also. It needs to come back down and rest also. Um, if not, then you start to have adverse effects. Um, you know, you can see even in, in, in color and in light is that they have the waves. It always goes up and down, up and down. It doesn't stay up for too long. Um, your blood pressure can't stay too high. It can't stay too low. It has to kind of have this middle ground. There's a healthy middle ground. Um, our days, we have to rest. We have to find a time to rest, and there's a time to be active. If we're not active, then you get the polar opposites, right? You start to, you know, introduce things like obesity, and um, and if you're too active, then you start to introduce injuries, and you know, there's there's so much of this world is is like that applies, right? Too much money, you got issues. Too little money, you got issues. Um, what is that middle ground? Um, and so, you know, I, I've been chewing on this idea and this this thing, this premise, because you know it can it can apply to so many different things. And 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 I'm just gonna you know spit out some stuff here that um, you know in notes that I was taking. And you know, I like to flow these episodes out, and so I'm just gonna um, flow these out like um, you know for our for ourselves as fathers in in the work life balance, like. <clears throat> 
work and rest is is equally important right um uh, we have to when we're at work we have to focus on it um if we're too much at work then we can't, we don't we don't rest enough and this starts to give us adverse effects stress and then eventually illness right we've seen this we know this happens we know that this is an example um, you rest too long and you don't you aren't productive you are not able to generate an income for yourself you're not able to um, be active um, in your work and you know your resume or whatever it's you know people are not gonna hire somebody like that and so there's a polar opposite of that right even me sometimes when I'm sitting on this computer um, and my legs have not been moving it, it starts to you know atrophy atrophy and so you know you need to get up and walk and move around and be active too much of one thing is not enough um, and that's what they say about anything right um, obviously drugs is not good uh, but like do too much of it and you overdose um, it, water you drink too much and you can drown um, sugar you take too much of it and you'll have adverse adverse effects there's there's a moderation aspect to every aspect of life and like just you know think about your for yourself like where in life do you not moderate and do you not find yourself in that middle ground um, and so I'm going to talk about why that's really interesting later as it as it pertains to the Bible. I'm going to read to you some verses that, um, you know, is it, applicable knowledge, right? Like this is it's fundamental to our creation and our existence. Like we we are who we are because of a creation like there's no if you if you think that we're, you know, smashed together by two rocks coming together, we're just this like statistical like it's, it's, it's astronomical to think that we're just a, a, a creation of chance we're brought together by this you know chance occurrence and that you and me are all different because of this mathematical equation like there's you're that's ridiculous i'm sorry uh, that's just my per firm belief and and um, i'm not the type to be like okay i'm gonna allow you to stay in your bs like i need to speak it how i see it and this is truth like this is inherent truth um you know there's also like um not too abundant not too lacking right we talked about that on the on the the, the premise of of having resources um you know you can be too focused on something or not focused at all right this definitely applies to us as fathers like sometimes we're too dead set on work deadlines or we have this coming up in the calendar we have this stress like tax season is coming and i need to focus on that and you know you're playing legos with your children and you're not being present or you're out in the playground and you're on your phone and they're they're looking and seeking your attention but you're just glued into your phone like um you know and i speak about this like not as a perfect example of somebody who doesn't do that i am just as fallible as you i, I am i am just as bad as the, the the next dad it's something that we're all improving on and and um it just requires our presence of mind and humility to know that we are not perfect and and to you know do better is to correct ourselves and to know that it's an issue and actually address it and do something um about that <clears throat> you know is there too much mindfulness too in, in, in or, or you know obviously there is too little mindlessness but there is this middle ground where we need to find mindfulness but also have a time to just be mindless at times um you know that's probably a part of resting um you know though the mind doesn't really stop but um we do need to moderate our thoughts and our thinking and and to take care of ourselves on that mental capacity side um you know i've been thinking about whether meaning can also have too much meaning and and is that a part 
up like does that align does that fall into the inverted u curve is there kind of this middle ground where you need to f if you have utmost meaning and also have meaningless obviously meaningless life would be really quite pointless and that probably verges people into the edge of of suicide because there's no reason to exist and so why can't find meaning and so why am i even around why am i here but is there is there a thing is there a polar opposite of having too much meaning or 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 going too far in our meaning i guess you know religion would be a great example is taking it so far to the point where you know you feel like everybody needs to live the way you live and and not appreciating that there's individuality and each person's journey is different from the next person um i, I think that's a discussion for another time this is definitely a deep thought that uh, we need to chew on um, more and, and seek revelation on um, you know on another sense of of the inverted u-curve you know you can apply this for sure as being alone and also having way too many friends or being too famous um, you know and 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 obviously being alone is not good but also be having too many people that you are not close with um is an issue and so you know what is that middle ground what is the um uh you know what is that apex of the the inverted u-curve in that analogy you know I, I want you to think about these things for yourself right like i'm 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 talking about it in the podcast but i'm also thinking deeply about my own life is like you know, am I in that sweet spot? Am I finding that sweet spot where I'm being intentional, but also being intimate, um, and and but not spreading myself too thin, but also not spreading myself too thick. Like I'm not not you know all up in my head all the time. Like I do enjoy my own quiet time at times, um, but also moderate my social um, connections with people. Now, this is great for us to understand, um, for sure. Um, you know, attention giving too much attention to something and or also being absent um, is is another part another thing that we can apply this this uh, apply to the in, inverted u-curve um, you know this is good for us as fathers to understand you know it's uh, very easy for us to turn to other things if if you are um, you know part of a broken family or one of your parents is barely around you're gonna go and try to seek that attention from elsewhere and and when we do that we get involved in different things we get involved in substance we get abused we could get abused yeah we could get you know peer pressured into things and and suddenly um you know seeking out the popularity of others and seeking the approval of others and so you know what limit is there uh, if you think about it in life what limit is there for human beings whenever we try to seek the approval of others we will go and do extraordinary things sometimes very hurtful things to others and, and it, it and it could even be hurtful towards ourselves um and and there's no limit to that and so you know where is the middle ground between being giving enough attention and also not being incredibly absent in somebody's life um you know as fathers that definitely is applicable um because you know we leave them wanting um you know what's the common saying whenever um you know people like to judge and and say this about strippers or about um you know people in the adult industry it's like oh she's got she or he or whatever it's got dad daddy issues right um and, and it's so it, it's sad it's a sad truth it's a very raw and you know um honest way to put it 
but it's so true. Um, it, it's a we have a role as fathers to be intentional and to be present and to be um, intimate with our children. We have to be close with them um, to show them how to relate uh, to people. Uh, you know, we grow up seeking that family, that that, that parental um, approval from each uh, parent. Um, it, it, it's 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 an important um, aspect of our development. Uh, you know, if you've if you've studied psychology, you know that there's um, different dynamics when it comes to having a son and having a daughter. Um, it, it, and this is this is not anything graphic or, or anything, but um, you know, boys growing up with mothers will develop, um, you know, penis envy. Uh, and it's actually a term in psychology, um, and you can do your own research into the, into something like that. Um, there's 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 dynamics when it comes to the son and the mother and the father, and then the daughter and the father and the mother. Like there's there's different dynamics to that relationship, right? Um, <clears throat> obviously, the perspectives are different, right? The the son will be watching the father and how he acts with the mother, right? Because one day he's going to emulate that in his own relationship, but also for the daughter, um, she's going to see and um, witness how the father is treating the mother and learn what kind of man to look for um, in the future. So many of those, um, and you can look at this from a psychology standpoint, if you look at, um, and you can do this research too, is to just go find um, examples of this, like, oh, this person didn't have a father growing up. And then what did that cause? What did that bring about? You know, is there is there ultimate direct causation to that discussion? Um, it's hard to say, obviously, we're all dynamic and there's multiple things that can contribute to a certain situation. But um, the loss of a father in a family is incredibly um, detrimental and who knows how that plays out. Um, the craziest thing about that is is also in the book, the, the David and Goliath book uh, that Malcolm Gladwell Gladwell writes about is, um, you know, he talks about this premise of like, um, one of the extremes of, you know, uh, imprisonment. And so, uh, you know, how did the, in California, there's a law that was called the three strikes law. And it was really to, um, crack, you know, the main premise was just to, de to, to deter crime and to, um, make people pay, uh, for what they're doing. And so the three strikes law was really just like a doubling effect. So if you, you know, committed a crime, you got two years, the second offense that you get arrested for and get charged with, um, will double the uh, regular offense. And so let's just say it's a four year, um, a punishment for the crime that you did. You did it twice. Well, the next sentence you serve will be eight years. And, uh, and you know, the third time around it, you could, you could essentially get life, um, for, uh, what you did. Um, no matter how um, bad the crime was, uh, there was an issue with that where they were imprisoning so many people and to the point where, um, you know, you're imprisoning fathers. Inevitably, you're going to be, you know, men are obviously the, the biggest population when it comes to imprisonment. And um, a lot of them are fathers. And so this had a, a kind of exponential effect on civilization um, as a whole, because now you got a fatherless generation, you got children who are fatherless, um, trying to make ends meet for their own family. What are they, what are they going to turn to? They're inevitably going to turn to crime and, 
and it's going to exacerbate the issue. Um, and, and so you can kind of see this like doubling effect, this tripling effect of, of dads not being there and suddenly kids being involved in, in the jail system and getting involved in things that um, they shouldn't be getting involved in. Um, and that, that, that's just one extreme of, of this, you know, neglect of the status of, of the of the inverted u curve is that it, when we don't um see like this is this is metadata like this is data that um is very important like we don't we we yes we want to punish those who do wrong but we also forget that these people are human beings and that they have their own families and that the the, the mere effect of putting somebody in jail away from their family suddenly not being able to provide for their family doesn't necessarily give them hope doesn't instill in them hope um you know they could turn to criminality because circumstances in life is is, is so difficult I mean, they're just trying to put food on the table for their family and you know resorted to this thing and so if you have this law like a three strikes law yes people should pay for their crimes but at the same time it's like are are there services being given to these people um that are giving the options opportunity um you know the worst neighborhoods in in la you know you wouldn't even drive a car through them like you wouldn't even visit even drive past uh, if you had to you'd take the long way around and so you know what kind of services are available to people like that in those neighborhoods i don't want to go down too big of a rabbit hole with this uh, conversation but you kind of get the idea is that um we can't have too much of one thing over the other and so our roles as father can't be understated um it's in the introduction right like a, a, a son will see the example of a man that he should become and where whereas a daughter uh you know the type of man to look for in the future um it's it's a it's 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 so important for us to live in that middle ground uh, you know this this inverted u curve if you still don't know what it is I, I highly recommend you look it up um because it can really apply to your life uh work-life balance right um you know spending too much time at work is not going to be good spending too much time at home is not going to be good there's going to be this fine balance in between right a father needs to step away from time to time to decompress and to have that time to himself but he can't do that too much either because he also has to be present in his family and be a role model for his for his children um, to demonstrate everything everything in life needs a demonstration to our children we set that tone and we set that example for them um, and that's why this is so important to understand what is that u-curve in the middle for you in every aspect of your of your being um, if you haven't listened to the episode a few few episodes back we talk about the the um, I think it's entitled five uh, domains of 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 our being it's actually seven um you know go have a listen to that because it is actually quite um you know if you if you think about it if we lived in that central area that apex area um how amazing it, it it would be you know and i like to use the analogy of the icebreaker right the icebreaker is it's most effective at the the pointiest tip the sharpest point um on this ship is where the ice is going to break the most right you don't you don't come at it with an angle and so you're hitting it with a blunt object you're not you know if you're doing it like that then you're not much of an icebreaker you're 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 gonna your ship is your icebreaker is not going to last long if you're not focused everything onto that sharp point it's the same as a spear it's the same with an arrow it's the same with a bullet it's the same with um you know anything it's the the point is the sharpest that is what is going to lead the the is going to make the effectiveness of that projectile 
Um, I'm, I'm going to circle back uh, to this a little bit later on, hopefully. Um, I wanted to go back into the, um, you know, the, the applicable, uh, you know, knowledge that the Bible is instilling. You know, I, like I said, for whatever reason, felt moved to, to, to read this, um, uh, read Ecclesiastes. And if you know anything about the Bible, Ecclesiastes is one of the books. It's after Proverbs. Um, and um, it's so interesting how he writes whoever the author is they're not really sure it might be king solomon king solomon is one of the wisest men that ever lived um ever ever lived um because instead of asking for great wealth and he could have anything because he was at one point the richest man in his in his age um he could ask for anything he had everything that he ever desired and, and what he asked for from god was knowledge and wisdom on how to lead his people um which God greatly rewarded. Now, I'm not to say that having all those things made him lead a great life. Like later on, he, um, you know, succumbed to um, adultery and, and, and like was lost in this kind of carnal kind of thing. Um, he, he writes about like the, the main titles, the little, little titles for each chapter is like meaningless is this is meaningless literally the first first chapter says everything is meaningless and so you know people that toil under the sun um you know there's different anyways he talks about the, just it's just essentially meaningless um what's very interesting to me is that there is polar opposites and i'm going to read some of these things to you um, in chapter three um, I'll, I'll read the first uh eight chapters here eight verses here um that i think is just like the middle ground just as I'm reading, focus on what you think would be the middle ground for both of those statements, right? And that's really where God wants us to live, right? It's like to not be focused on two the opposites, the, the polar opposites. And, and I'll talk about that in a little bit here. Um, chapter three, a time for everything. There is a time for everything, a season for every activity under heaven, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to uproot a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to tear down and a time to build, a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance, a time to scatter stones and a time to gather them, a time to embrace and a time to refrain, a time to search and a time to give up, a time to keep and a time to throw away, a time to tear and a time to mend, a time to be silent and a time to speak. A time to love and a time to hate, a time for war and a time for peace. And, and, and like it, it's so interesting, right, that we give the polar opposites of those things. And what we what we what I find whenever I'm reading that is like we're living in between all of those things. Like we're right in the middle of life and death. We're in the middle of, uh, you know, to plant or to root, to uproot, to kill or to heal. We're kind of in this we're in the middle space. Like we have, there's, there's our, our role in lives is to find that middle space. Like what is, what makes us the sharpest? If we think about ourselves as the icebreaker, like what are you, what is that apex of that point for you? Where are you going to be the most effective in your life? Um, you know, so much of us live our lives on even just that identity piece of like, what am I doing in life? Am I living for myself and doing everything for myself and doing everything because for myself um or am i doing what other people think is best for me 100 unequivocally oh you know teacher told me that i'd be, make a good doctor so i'm going to do that um you know there's a middle ground we're 
to seek counsel from friends uh, we're, and we're also to appreciate those sides of us that are um, unique. We're our, our unique qualities that are not meant for uh, just any kind of living. It's meant to be maximized and given away uh, and to be sharpened. Um, and so, you know, whenever I was thinking, I was like, Lord, like, where's this coming from? Like, how does this, how, like, I, I think one, one thing for me was like, where does this, like, how are you the source of this? You know, and, and why why are you the source of this? Um, and and I, I was, and I'll read another passage to you because as I was reading, I was like, wow, like you intended for us to be in this middle space. Um, so this is Ecclesiastes seven, um, seven verse thirteen, um, and I'm gonna go all the way down to eighteen here. It says, consider what God has done. Who can straighten what He has made crooked? When times are good, be happy. But when times are bad, consider. God has made the one as well as the other. Therefore, a man cannot discover anything about his future. In this meaningless life of mine, I have seen both of these, a righteous man perishing in his righteousness, a wicked man living long in his wickedness. Do not be over-righteous, neither be over-wise. Why destroy yourself? Do not be over-wicked and do not be a fool. Why die before your time? It is good to grasp the one and not let go of the other. And this is the really crazy part. It says, the man who fears God will avoid all extremes. Let me read that again. The man who fears God will avoid all extremes. He's literally talking about both sides of the inverted U curve. We want to avoid those extremes. If we don't avoid those extremes, life is going to have it's difficulty. Life is going to be horrendous. Life is not going to be amazing. So what is that middle ground? In everything, there's a middle ground that God wants us to be in. Just think about it. And, and, and what's crazy to me is that, you know, I was like, well, does this apply to sin in any way? Or, or, or darkness or living this like carnal life or, or, you know, this human imperfect life? Do I... This is this is this is like crazy in depth right now because God knows he God created us a very specific way. He knows that we won't understand light, so he must permit darkness. I know that he is not of darkness because he is of light, but I feel like and this is just what I believe, I think that God intends for us to be in the darkness so that we understand the light now you can interpret this in the prodigal son journey i talk about the prodigal son journey um in in, uh, in other episodes and that's literally the story of you know a son asking for his father's inheritance early before his father died uh, which back in the day is a really big deal um it's it's pretty much essentially wanting your father to die and i want my inheritance now and so he takes the inheritance and he leaves and he lives this carnal life he lives this you know lazy life and he does whatever he wants you know parties and drinks or whatever you want to you know think about how he would live it and he gets to the point of rock bottom where he has nothing left he's spoiled all his living and he is eating among pigs and the pigs are eating better than he he is and he's thinking well you know even my servants at home were eating better like in my father's household were eating better than right now i'm going to go back and um you know work for my dad and 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 you know at least be better off than where i am now and 
he goes back and the father welcomes him into open arms right uh, even though he gets down on his knees and asks for forgiveness from his dad his dad tells the servants to bring um you know bring the finest robe and to and puts the signet ring the signet ring is kind of like the um, identity that he is home and that he is part of this family he's not a servant he's not a slave he is a part of the family he hasn't lost that identity um and, and that that story is um you know very much this application of this dark versus light this 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 darkness versus light you know idea of like the father has to permit the son to leave the father doesn't fight and doesn't say oh you can't do that you can't have your inheritance and doesn't you know make it difficult for him to to, to get it he willingly accepts that this is his son's demands and he gives into it um but it and he's also ready for the repercussions of it he's also ready that he may never see his son ever again um and so you know in understanding our existence it's like i i wouldn't and i'm saying this for my own life i wouldn't appreciate what it's like um what the light is what this life would be like had i not been lost for a certain duration of time or or been in the darkness a certain duration of time not that i need to take it to an extreme and you know go to jail first before i know what it's like you know that wasn't my walk or that wasn't my life um i'm sure there are others that have gone through that extent or that kind of thing in order to get back to that to where they are now um you know but 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 my understanding of god is that he allows us he gives us the freedom to go out and experiment these things and you know but but um the interesting thing is uh, uh, recently my pastor kind of was given a sermon and he shared this thing where you know you can walk and run as fast and as far as you want from god but as soon as you turn around he's going to be right there with you he's going to be standing right there and and that's just so true that's just so beautiful is that um you know, he allows us he permits us this freedom to experiment and to try these things um but he's never he's never not there to catch us whenever we're at our lowest or at our darkest um point and and so when i look at life and how it's meant to be lived and when i think about how god intended us to live this life it's like he's given us these things he's given us these qualities and these things about ourselves that um he intended for a great purpose now every single every single person's desires and their passions and the things that motivates them is different some people are going to demand the structure or want the structure in their it's just in their fabric it's in their nature to want that structure um and and, and to work in that environment i'm not saying every single person needs to be a creator or needs to be an entrepreneur or or whatnot but if that's your calling is that you would lean into it um, if you have that yearning is that you'd lean into it every single person is going to be different and so the the, the icebreaker analogy what is your point what is your point that needs sharpening and what are the qualities and things that you have and the 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 um the experiences and the memories and the the passions that you have the 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 person group that you are called to speak to um, what is the age group of those people what is their status is there something there is there a pattern is there um there there's a there's a point there's a sharpening point there's a sharpened edge that you are called to serve in that makes you effective are you in that area are you in the prime spot are you at the apex of where it is where life is the most fulfilled and also the most 
it, it's not going to be easy, but it also presents a challenge where you are coming to life doing what you're doing, right? We don't want it to be too boring. We don't also want it to be too entertaining. We want it to be right in the middle where we are meant to come to life, where humanity is at its best. Um, that is my question to you. And you can think about that even from your roles as a father. Um, in your relationships with your with people around you, are you in that middle ground? Are you in that middle space where life really comes to life? If you don't know where to start or begin in that conversation, I highly recommend that we have a conversation. I'd love to pick your brain about who you are. I'll ask you questions about where you're presently at, and I'll clue into those patterns. That's the beauty of what I do is that I'm able to pinpoint these things in people. I'm able to see these things, and it really starts with um, what's pressing. What's the most pressing thing to you right now? Because, you know, we all have that. We all have this area where it's sticking out. It's a sore thumb. And my role, I feel, in all my conversations is to find what that sore thumb is. What is sticking out for you? What is most pressing to you? And whenever I start to ask those questions and we start to pull on the thread, you'll realize that you'll unravel a lot more things. And that's really the beauty of coaching because I don't know what is going to be presented. But all I'm doing is facilitating a deeper look into things, noticing and recognizing the patterns and pulling on those threads and unraveling the next question. What is the next thing to be asked here? What is missing that you need right now? What is the next question that demands an answer? And from those places to identify where the next path is, where to go next, because we know what is the conclusion. We know where we're presently at. If we take the time to slow down, we know what it's costing us. It could be costing you your time. It could be costing you your energy. You could be losing sleep over it. You could be stressed out. You're getting adverse health effects. There's so many different ways that our body will exhibit where we're presently at and these are things that we need to clue into you can avoid it you can numb it you can run away from it but i guarantee you those things are going to come back strong and they're going to be hitting hard right they're going to demand your attention eventually and so we can't afford to not give it its attention better now than to do it later um and so that's really what I wanted to share with you. Um, again, if you're a father that's looking to find a space to grow um, and to find other fathers who are um, equally passionate about this 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 journey of fatherhood, who want to support you in your journey, um, we have a no obligation. Really, it's a free group every single Thursday where fathers come together and really just to talk and to explore and to get to know one another. Um, we meet on Thursdays. That's at 4 p.m. Pacific time. That's 7 p.m. Eastern time. You know, if that, um, if you're in a different time zone, please do the conversion for yourself. Uh, what that is for you. Um, another thing that I wanted to invite you to is the Patreon. Now you know this is what I do for a living, and um, I this is my business, call it, but. It is beyond a business for me. This is my vocation. This is what I am called to speak into. Um, and I want to serve and continue to serve people. And so if you're if you're able to support this work, I'd love for you to go check out the Patreon. It's another place where I am providing content. I post um, other podcasts, a little exclusive podcasts there, additional content there. I also hold a mastermind for the for some fathers, the patrons that are there um, to hold them to their goals, uh, to keep them accountable. And so if you're able to and you're willing to support this work, please consider giving up even just like $5 a month. Um, you know, the lowest tier, uh, you know, that's like a coffee a month. 
um, that'll go a long way for me because this is what I do to provide food for my family, provide for my family. Um, and also not just that is that it supports me to support other fathers. And, um, this work is tireless. Uh, the harvest is plenty and, but the workers are few and, and I really do enjoy this work. Um, and I, and I, I do need to make that ask. I do need to ask for help and I can't do it without you. And so, um, please consider, uh, supporting me um, in my work you can find it at um, if you look up noble father patreon you will find it on um, on google there um, and i just want to say thank you thank you for the the the, the listeners who have tuned in um, loyally uh, the feedback that some of you have given me has really shaped this product and um, i do want to thank god for this opportunity to be able to be speaking into the lives of fathers um, from somebody who definitely feels like his voice and story sometimes is not worthy to be heard. Um, and and I'm, I'm as imperfect as the next guy. And so please don't take it as um, I'm doing better than you or anything. We're all on a journey and we're all on different uh, phases of that journey. And so um, I really just want to help you deepen your understanding about life, about your roles as a father, as a husband, um, and in different ways. And so, um, yeah, I just wanted to say thank you for that. Um, this is this journey has been amazing. Uh, we recently passed the 1,000 listens. Um, obviously, we've been around for almost a year, uh, but you know every milestone is 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 worth celebrating for me. And and if you've been a part of that journey, I want to say um, that I'm very grateful for you being here. Um, so without further ado, um, this is uh, the episode for the week, and um, I hope that you guys have a blessed and a wonderful week and um, yeah we'll see you next Monday take care please show your support for the Noble Father podcast by recommending the podcast to your family and friends you can also subscribe to the podcast and leave a rating and a review and also if you know a father who is interested in a regular meetup every week where they can show up authentically and share the best parts of themselves some of the struggles they're going through, some of the wins that they have, and even some lessons to bless other fathers with. And um, also have them in our Facebook community, um, just a bunch of men who genuinely care about one another and just share space and hold it for one another. Thank you very much for listening to the Noble Father Podcast. Until next time, bye for now.